0: So hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of the living the dream podcast, a podcast for real estate agents that discusses strategies to grow your business to its maximum potential while at the same time, making sure that you are in control of your career and have time to live a balanced life. So I'm Lias Kilius and with me as always is the co (laughs) host of the podcast, Aaron Richardson. Hey Aaron, how's it going? Great Lias. How are you? Oh, pretty good. I'm excited to start this up again. Yeah, that's been a long time coming. It's nice to get back on the bike, I guess, just like riding a bike podcasting, right? You just, you can't forget how to do it. So Aaron anyhow is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing technology and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So today we're gonna be talking about careers in real estate. Being a real estate agent can be a very, rewarding career. The earning potential is essentially unlimited. However, if you're not careful, this industry can really consume you and take over your life. We're gonna be talking about the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between. And when we do, we'll be bringing our guest on the very knowledgeable and experienced Peter Holgate onto the show to delve into the discussion. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about this podcast, since it is our first episode, Aaron, of this brand new podcast. Me and Aaron actually two years ago just finished doing a, a spotlight podcast, which was about Canadian real estate and specifically about being a Century 21 agent. However, this time around, we're doing something a little different, aren't we, Aaron?
1: Yeah, I think this is. Uh, we we chatted for a couple of weeks on different concepts of the uh, the new theme, the idea with regards to um, moving forward on the podcast level, and it's it's been great because since then, since it's been two years. Uh, I've actually listened to a lot of podcasts. So I understand podcasts a little more than I did even the first time because I think we started the podcasting and I, I wasn't a podcast listener. I was just uh, yeah, doing it as as you know, I heard they're pretty interesting. So I, I guess we just started doing one. But uh, yeah, the new, uh, the new theme really fits well.
0: Yeah, well, you got the itch. So that's why we're doing this. Aaron's the one who called me. He's like, we should start up the show again. Uh, and I'm glad that you did because uh, I think we do have an interesting concept too. Um, What we're gonna be talking about this time around is a little bit more about balancing life as well as your career. We're gonna be talking about the strategies you can implement to further your career, but also how to make sure that the career doesn't control you, like I said, off the top of the show. And I think it's really important. I know Aaron has probably seen a ton of agents who've let their career get out of hand and it impacts their personal life too. And we wanna make sure that you can do both because you can do both, right?
1: Yeah, I, I had a guy stop in, um, and he, he often walks by my office. Um, that works out of the office. I'm I'm in uh, in Newmarket currently. That's where I'm uh, stationed. And he walks by, and he and I say, "How's it going?" He goes, "Living the dream." And he kind of like some days it's living the dream, and others it's living the dream. He always sort of says that, and uh, I wonder whether or not even in the podcast uh, title we should be dot 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 question mark. <laughs> Are you living a dream? Is it sarcasm or are you really living the dream? And in it, in everyday changes. So, and for him an everyday change. So it kind of fits.
0: Yeah. And handling those swings is something that, you know takes a skilled hand, I guess too. And a lot of good support around you in terms of management and I guess in peer group too. Let's get into the meat of the show. What we're gonna be talking about today is basically what the concept of the podcast is, but we're gonna be bringing on Peter Holgate. Uh, to onto the show to talk with us about this. Now, Peter, he was licensed back in 1989 and he spent most of his time selling, uh, sorry, most of his selling career in the greater Toronto area. He's done pretty much everything, residential sales, commercial leases and sales, land development, project management. Peter has that really well-rounded experience in real estate. So we he thought he'd be the perfect guest to bring on today. He entered brokerage management in 2004. And since then he's contributed open Opening and managing many successful real estate offices, and more recently, Peter's opened a new office in Hamilton for Centrione Heritage Group, and this is their sixth office. So, we'd like to welcome Peter onto the show today. Peter, welcome to the show.
2: Well, good afternoon, and thank you very much. I uh, feel very flattered that uh, that you invited me on.
0: Well, we're definitely glad to have you. Aaron was like for the first show, like he did not hesitate. He was like, "We got to have, we got to have Peter on for the first show," and I said.
1: Sure. Sounds great to me. Yeah. I often I often give Peter a call and say, Peter, how would you handle this situation? How would you handle that situation? What have you experienced? It's just a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate uh, those conversations we've had, Peter, and I'm glad to have you on so we can talk a little bit about uh, yeah, the life work balance in real estate and uh, how you've made it so many years and what you can help others maybe point them in the right direction on cer- certain things. So but, I appreciate
2: that. Yeah, no problem. I'm delighted to bring any value that I can to the uh, to the audience. I uh, I recall my mother in the very early stages. I went through school uh, in civil engineering, and coming from a construction family, my mother couldn't understand why somebody would pay somebody to sell their house. <laughs> Having come from England, that was just a concept that completely befuddled her, and um, and then she started to see. The big house and the kids came along. I think had a Cadillac back then, and you know, as time went by, you did more and more, and and you know, you got into it. So, living the dream is is actually what I've been doing for the last thirty odd years. And yes, it's had its ups and downs, but if you apply yourself and you treat it as a job instead of a career. Um, you'd be amazed at the things you could accomplish and Aaron nobody knows that better than you from uh, from your experience as well
1: so flip it over you meant career instead of a job <laughs> yeah so well yeah i mean and that's and that's the key um, yeah. the career side of things i mean you really start it, oh man it's so dynamic real estate has every single component of what i mean you're not just a salesperson um, you're a person's they, they expect you to be an accountant, a lawyer, a, um, a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a psychologist, uh, <laughs> sometimes even like a tradesman come and fix their faucet, right? Exactly. I mean, anything that you can do to get the deal done is what we do. And we often, you know, get thrown around quite a bit. And uh, we, we definitely need to know how to implement strategies in order to make it a, a life work balance. There's no doubt about that.
0: Right, so let's uh, start looking at, like, maybe we can do the old school, like, break out the pad of paper. We can make a pros cons list of being a real estate agent. We'll look over the pros, look over the cons, and maybe we can talk to Aaron and Peter about how to mitigate those cons or maybe eliminate them all together by using the correct strategies. So let's, let's stay positive. Let's look at the pros first. So Peter, what is the biggest pro in your mind of being a real estate
2: agent? I think y- you are in control of your own destiny I mean if, if you're deliberate about goal setting um, and you execute you know a, a business plan to achieve that goal, I think real estate affords somebody the, the most ideal uh, environment to achieve you know ex- success and and you know you make 200, 300, Hell, I've had guys in our company making over a million dollars a year just by applying themselves to the trade. So, you know, as opposed to being, you know, locked down into a, an office environment or working behind a till or what have you, um, you know, r- real estate is, is, is what you make of it. And, and certainly I've enjoyed a great life as a result of it. And uh, I've spent a good portion of my life showing others how, how to do the same.
0: And it sounds like that pitch might be something you give to a new agent, too. It sounds like you might have been doing a little bit of recruiting in the past, hey.
2: (laughs) Yeah, a few. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I got to tell you, there's nothing more rewarding. And when somebody comes back and says, you know what? I listened to what you told me. I changed a few things around, but thank you. I'm now a successful realtor, and I've had that happen more times. You could shake a stick. So,
0: Yeah. Well, Aaron, how about you? Anything you want to add to the pros list here in the pros column?
1: Well, I mean, being your own boss is, I think, what Peter is getting to and in, in, in running it the way you want to run it. Um, obviously, limit, there's limitless income that can, can be made in real estate. Uh, I mean, it's fully scalable. On what you do, um, if you put the right things in place. So, um, I think a lot of people, th- those are the top two, right? Limitless, limitless income, and uh, being your own boss, uh, boss, and uh, possibly the flexibility of hours. Yeah. Uh, I think would be a big one. Um, of course, you know, all those things have the uh, have the ying to the yang, and the the opposite things can happen, where you know the limitless income can get can bite you in the butt too. Yeah. I've seen a lot of million dollar producers go bankrupt. It's crazy. Absolutely. And I've heard the stories. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, Peter, yeah. <laughs> I think you probably have a few too. Oh, yeah. And I, and I know some people, you know, yeah, they, they yeah, they're just get themselves into tax issues or yeah. maybe it's uh, just quality of life issues. I mean, it's things that they've overspent on. And yeah. you know what I heard the other day? The worst investment. What's the worst investment? Peter should know this. What's the worst investment to make? The worst investment. Think about something. It, it worst investment
2: that somebody can make. Oh, for me, it was a stock market. I don't <laughs> know what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I got in at once. Well, Peter lot got out. Yeah.
1: Peter, I know you've I know you've uh, been done some sailing in your years. Oh yeah. But they the one thing. Yeah. So yeah. it's the guy. for, What's the wealth um, wealth guy? Yeah. Anyway, so so the, he was the one that said the worst investment is a boat.
2: Oh. That's awful. That's And that's Peter's a big true. sailor. It's not true. <laughs> it's in, as long as you buy it, what, used, Peter? Listen, I <laughs> I subscribe to the theory that you can't take it with you, so you better enjoy it while you're here on God's green earth. I think a boat is an excellent investment, but that's just me.
1: <laughs> Quality of life, I'm sure.
2: On the other hand, there are those that think it's a hole in the water into which you throw money. So you know, it's just two sides to the coin, right?
0: Just like real estate it's what you make of it, right? There you go. <laughs> Tying it all together.
2: You know, getting back on that note, what Air was coming up with, um, it, it is true. I've, I've had very, very successful realtors. They can sell up a storm and then they decide that they want to start their own brokerage. They get their broker's license and they go get broker and broker and broker until they wheedle <laughs> themselves right out of the business. And yet, um, you know, they forget the fundamentals of, uh, of, 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 selling, you know, and if, if I said to it earlier and I, and I meant it, it, it's a job. And if you have a plan to succeed and you follow the plan, everything will, you know, go in line, but it's when they get offside and they start to, you know, we stop prospecting or we stop following up with clients or we start we get sloppy or what have you. This is where we get ourselves into trouble. Good point you made, Aaron, about setting taxes aside and HST complicated the world for a lot of realtors. Um, but it's uh, you know if if you follow a plan, you can do uh, you can have a great life.
1: I wanna take this in another direction for a minute because it reminds me of, uh, I just got you know a, a story when I was in my probably teens and it would have been in the late eighties. My dad, my dad was in real estate. He was uh, at the time, mm-hmm. the director of education for ARIA. Yeah. And he put together a video series of a career in real estate. And I didn't know anything about real estate back then. I had no aspirations or anything like that. But I remember the one video he made and having this discussion um, it was an actor that uh, was you know, trying out for the position or whatever, having a look at this, this um, one um, theme or a series that he was doing. And it had to do with you know, the things that may suffer because of, the, we're gonna get into the cons, and maybe it was a good transition, but um, is um, family life, right? Um, he was, I think it was a situation where he was off to his son's recital so it was like, uh, um, you know, his son was in a play or whatever, and he got a phone call and somebody needed to see the property right away and he had to make a decision yeah. as to whether or not to go to his son's recital or off to show this property. And I remember my dad asking the family at the time, he says, what, is that a little harsh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we, a harsh? are we really telling real estate agents that they're going to maybe have to make a decision that they can't make every recital or every kid's thing? and um, I think in the end, they kept that scene in because they wanted the harsh reality of real estate agents. And the fact is, is that you're going to make tough decisions and the family's got to understand sometimes you got to have the buy-in and, and realize that sometimes it's, you know, it is going to be a skipped recital here and there. And hopefully it's not the whole kids, you know, growing growing up in life. <laughs> but uh, this, this is some of the tough things that we do as real estate yeah. agents and have to take into account. Yep. So, so
0: that's definitely one big Tick in the con column, maybe one of the biggest. So, like, how how do you get around that then? Like, I know a lot of agents would uh, maybe put together a team uh, to to help you know play off each other. But do you guys have any other strategies for that? Because yeah, you you can't you can't ignore your clients when life gets in the way. You need to take care of that, or else you lose the business, right? I
2: think time yeah. time blocking was something that I always implemented, and I it seemed to help a lot when I was selling back when my children were little, um, I, I deliberately, um, went into, um, a marketplace where I was dealing only with upper and middle management people. And I know this will sound funny, but I didn't want to work on the weekends because Aaron, you know, as he said, I had a boat and little kids, right. And uh, the kids would come home from school at 4.30 or 5 o'clock, and I seldom missed dinner, and I was always there for them in the morning to get on the bus to go to school. But with dealing with upper middle and, and, uh, and management people, um, they only wanted to look at homes, and I only set appointments during the day, during the week, because there was no way that the VP of marketing for Husky or what have you give up a Saturday golf game to come up looking at houses. wasn't happening. And it worked out very well. So for you know, three, four, five years I sold estate residential properties and it worked out from a time blocking point of view beautifully. And I had my weekends nice. to myself. But I think you know what happens is if you don't organize your schedule, and it really is a difficult thing to do. And it's one of the things that we teach is time blocking and 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 business planning and getting the calendar out and blocking off the important things and I always make a joke about scheduling vacations because if you want to get busy just schedule a vacation and yeah. um, you know and and go from there and then you shouldn't have these problems and then there's got to be a provision for those things that come out of nowhere. And uh, and what have you? But again, it's 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 a job. It's a it's a business that needs to be organized. Otherwise, the world will run you ragged, and uh, you'll get stressed out and burnt out, and then all hell lets loose. And this is where the agents fall into the pitfalls of the business.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean. I think also setting the expectation levels with the family too. I mean everything you just said Peter is 100% right. I mean time blocking is extremely important. Um you know and you do I mean you 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 had some good setup for the type of business you were doing in terms of not having to work as many nights and and weekends for sure. We all have received those phone calls though. It was during dinner or after dinner or you know, going to the kids recital where um You know the your your son you've had a conversation with you know either whether it be the kids your your wife or husband and and they know and they understand it it's when it gets abused it's when you start missing all of them is when i think you really need to start to implement some strategies and because uh yeah you don't want to lose out on half your life just because you decide to become a real estate agent You want to be able to uh, balance the two and setting the expectation levels, not just with the family, but with the clients, too. So when you're doing your buying presentation, your listing presentation, you're sitting down and saying, this is how the process is going to go. By the way, um, you know, um, if we can't make it tonight, will tomorrow be better or, you know, being able to say no is okay, but having that dialogue Um, saying, you know, unfortunately, uh, tonight I do have a prior engagement, but would tomorrow be better? How's five Mm o'clock? You know, having those discussions and people will want to work with busy people. So they'll respect your time as long as you put some boundaries there. You just have to be good enough to be able to put those boundaries and not say no, but deflect a little bit and come up with a solution that works.
0: One other Con, I guess we we mentioned a little bit before too, is the the inconsistency that you could potentially get to with having to manage your own money. Not only do you not necessarily have like a consistent paycheck. I mean, you might go for a swath of time without getting any money, uh, but you also have to worry about things that other people in a regular nine to five job might not have to worry about, um, like you know managing your expenses, putting aside your taxes, like that kind of thing as well. So. What's the best, what what piece of advice, Peter, would you give to someone who maybe is like just getting into real estate and they don't have that experience with the money management side of things because they've never had a job like this before?
2: Well, we always tell new agents um, that they really need to have, you know, four to six months worth of carry because it could take that long before they get their first paycheck. So that's tip number one. Um, for the experienced agents that, that are struggle with managing money, because that's a different animal altogether, um, we have in our brokerage, as an example, we have a facility whereby we will withhold the tax portion of your paycheck for you. Um, same with your HST portion, and then that way, they don't have to worry about um, spending money that May not belong to them, they don't know that till the end of the year when they file their taxes. So I think those are two really good um, you know services that that we provide to help our agents and, and keep them out of harm's way. Um, for those that you know tend to do it on their own, that's fine they you know they should have a, 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 a an account for taxes they should have an account for HST. And they should have an a, an operating account for their business. And then when they receive a check from the brokerage, then they divide it out themselves, put it into those safekeeping of those two other accounts, and then it's there for when it comes time to uh, to uh, file their taxes and either pay or or receive whatever's owing. So um, yeah, it's you know it's it's a it's a management thing. All too often, and and over the years. All too often, I've received garnishment notices from Revenue Canada for those that haven't properly looked after their financial affairs. And it's a schooling thing, and uh, it, there's a learning curve to it, but um, it doesn't have to be that yeah. a-
1: to, to your point, Peter, actually the holdback. and uh, the nice thing is, is if you put a, a hefty amount, a good amount, um, held back. And then when you go at the end of the year to do your taxes, if you happen to have written off enough that you have an excess, that's your bonus, right? Absolutely. So you pay yourself a bonus at the end of the year, go on a vacation yeah. put your money towards something as a bonus. Um, so that's, it can be a, it can really work well, um, the best thing I ever did, Peter, was uh, exactly what you just said. But then I actually put money aside as well for advertising yeah, too. Good
2: for you. That's a big
1: point. And then yeah. as soon as at the end of the year, we yeah. we, we I had a team at the time. We had a we had money in the in the bank. We were able to spend that money for the next year in advertisement. And of course, there's return on your investment with that. So. Awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff. What about like that?
0: That's a great positive outlook to, to be able to put aside the, that money uh, in the expectation that you're gonna be making money throughout the year. But what happens if you eat through all of that, that float that you've got, that four or six months of float that you're recommending people put aside and you just have someone who's starting to get into that desperate situation. Like there must be a lot of agents where that happens. Like a lot of them probably just, you know, pull the plug and leave the business and try and find another job. I don't I don't know what their solution necessarily would be. And there's probably like a million different solutions for a million different people. But um, is there something you guys would, well, maybe we'll start with Aaron this time, say to someone who is in that kind of rut and like getting really stressed out and just really desperate to make that next deal.
1: Yeah. And I find, I find it really messes with your head a bit. Um, when you're, when you're down, you're down and you can get further into that rut. When you're up, it seems like you can't do anything wrong. Um so you, when you're in that you need some help in that standpoint really lean on uh, mentors uh, uh coaches uh your manager just come in and be honest and say listen I'm in a rut I need to make some money I need to make it fast how do we do what, what are we going to focus on and get a real good business plan together to get them up and going again um the problem is is when you get in that state and let's be honest it's like a lot of depressive type um thoughts that are going through your head. And, and when you're having those thoughts, it's really tough to motivate yourself Yeah, and do the things that you need to do. So sometimes you need some help. So ask for the help, I think is the biggest thing. Just ask for help and, you know, get pointed in the right direction. Hopefully it's good advice and, uh, and, and dig yourself out of it. Now, the back to the benefits of being a real estate agent is there is a bit of a pause you can put on things. I mean, if it really gets to the point where, yeah, you're going to need to pick up a part-time job or another full-time gig. We've seen it many, many times where people, you know, often do that and then they work themselves back into it. Um, I mean, there is that flexibility. You just want to keep your, um, keep your license in good standing. Don't lose it. Don't forget to do your courses and lose your license because it's hard to get back in. But uh, yeah, there is that flexibility as well.
2: You know, I always felt that um, in this business, you need an accountability partner or some sort of an accountability mechanism because, you know, the days fly by, you haven't done a deal, you you haven't got a new prospect or a a new client, and um, you can get down. And I I can remember my kids, you know, the eldest one, Natalie, would say, Daddy, uh, we're getting low on KD. And, (laughs) you know, it, it was, you know what? Whoa, that was a wake up call right? And I'd be thinking, yeah. you know what, I've got to get back to work here and get cracking along. So I think, you know, for the agents that, that, it, you know, that have sort of fallen off the wagon, if you will, um, if they really soul search, they'll find that they haven't been prospecting. And, 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 you know, one of the things that we encourage um, any realtor, I don't care where you are in the scheme of things in terms of level of success. um, prospecting is 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 absolutely fundamental to being successful in this business and i you know i was raised in a farming community not on a farm but in a farming community and you know and i always related real estate to the farming industry and and if you didn't plow the fields and then plant the seeds and then water the fields and then reap the harvest i mean and then repeat like you know rinse and repeat rinse and repeat at the end of the day prospecting was the most important thing and and if you prospected properly everything else looked after itself and and you know i can remember my mother saying you know if you take care of the nickels and dimes peter the dollars will look after themselves. And, and those are basic life lessons that I still carry with me today. Um, and, you know, you think it's a complicated business, but it really isn't. If you break it down to its simplest form, it's a matter of spending an hour, hour and a half each day looking for business, and then you'll be fine. So it gets rid of those peaks and valleys.
1: 100%. The, um, the, mental, the, the mental health, uh, physical health, um, it comes in a lot. I mean, we'll probably have some people on about that. You know, how, how to get yourself out of those ruts, how to, um, sometimes your body's telling you something too. Maybe you, you may, you yeah, I gotta get exercise a little more. I gotta eat a little better. I need to, you know, really wake up feeling good in order for me to want to motivate me to get out of bed and, and, and work hard at this. Cause nobody's telling you to get out of bed. That's the other thing. I mean, who's really holding you accountable? Um, hopefully, you know, your significant other, the kids, somebody in your family. Uh, but yeah, this industry does not have uh, an employee boss relationship, really. Nobody's no. going to get you in trouble for not showing up. Yeah. And these, these
0: are all like the, the being your own boss can be the pros and the cons column, too, right? Because a lot of ways that's great that you don't have that oversight. But if you're not the kind of person that can handle your own, that can turn into a con real quick. Let's go back and Maybe explore the, the pros column a little bit too. We spent a little bit of time in the con side of thing. So I'd like to bring it back to the positive side. Aaron, do you have any more pros that you'd like to bring up today?
1: Um, It's a people b- business. I mean, the, the best thing about this business is that, uh, you know, you, you're always talking to people. You're always interacting. It really is a fun Business to be in, and it's so multidimensional. You're not on an assembly line. You're not doing the same thing in monotony. Um, if you want to change it up, you can change it up. I mean, it goes that back to the flexibility. But you got to enjoy your job, right? I mean, you're good at what you enjoy. So if you don't enjoy it, and, and you and I have had that conversation with people that come in and say, "Listen, I used to love selling real estate. I'm just, it's getting to me now." And uh, well, let's look at different things we can do to balance this. And we talk a lot about all the things we're going to go over in this podcast moving forward, all the different systems you can implement. Um, and there's even systems there that may not be the most productive, but it's they're fun. So all of a sudden, you're doing all these fun things that you like and enjoy, and you're making some money doing it as well. So really, it's good to gravitate to the things you do well, and, and it's usually the things that are fun.
2: Yeah. I think one of the greatest pleasures of this business, certainly what's motivated me over the years is, the extreme gratitude that comes from people that you help to find the perfect house for them to raise their family in. And I can't tell you the number of letters and phone calls and emails and what have you that we've gotten over the years. And you know, it is this, generally speaking across the board, it's the single biggest investment that any person makes. And to that end, it needs to be handled by somebody that knows what they're doing and done properly. It can be a very, very pleasurable experience. And everything else that leads up to that along the way should be enjoyable. And if it's not, then like Aaron's saying, there's something wrong. You need to review that part of the business that's causing you stress and, uh, and, and find a fix for it.
0: You know what? I, I was going to see if there was, if we had a few more pros, but that feels like the perfect, pro to kind of end with the words of wisdom from peter so i think (laughs) i think this is where we're going to start winding the show down a bit but i want to thank peter so much for coming on the show and aaron as well uh for being here as always uh but peter thanks so much for coming on it was very a big pleasure talking
2: to you You're, you're very welcome my pleasure thank you
1: hey linus maybe to um the only person we can really bring on to to uh I mean, there's not going to be many that, that better Peter, but, uh, um, have you ever watched, have you ever heard, of, have you ever heard of Alan Cross, uh, history of new music? And, and Alan Cross does another one called geeks, geeks and beats. Definitely geeks heard be- of history geeks new music. I used to listen to that a lot. It's been around for a while. Oh, he, he does a great job. And, uh, every single episode starts with with special guest star sting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they always, and they never really explain it, but one of the his podcasts, he explained it. And, uh, I'm like it's totally false advertising, but he, he, it, it was a joke, and it was a joke. They started earlier on, and they just said they they always said special guest star, and then they also say that they're that the number one podcast with millions of people. Like they just over exaggerate. Oh, wow. <laughs> <But laughs> next week, <laughs> special <laughs> guest star, um, we'll have Joe Rogan. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll we'll throw a few nuggets out <laughs>
0: like that, see if we can get the people to flock sure, to the show. That would be good.
2: We'll yeah, awesome. <laughs>
0: Well, if you like the show, subscribe to our show, pretty much wherever you find our podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites. You can check out our website at livingthedream.show. That's livingthedream.show, not livingthedream.com, where you can check out and listen to any or all of our shows. Or you can head over to our YouTube channel at youtube.livingthedream.show to watch our podcast video streams on demand. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us anytime at podcast at livingthedream.show. Thank you again, Peter. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. Have a great day.